We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We've got more CBSI on veterans. I'm Chaz Henry. Hundreds of military vets dealing with a range of service-related disabilities headed up into the Rocky Mountains in early April for a week of adventure and testing limits. You have a quadriplegic and a monoski. Yeah. So I'm a record breaker for you. I got to set the trend for the next generation. At the resort village of Snowmass, not far from Aspen, for more than three decades now, the Department of Veterans Affairs and the group Disabled American Veterans have been sponsoring a winter sports clinic in the area. Let's do this. We're going to head over that way. We'll make our first turn to the left, okay? Okay. You're on. My name's Teresa Parks, and I'm the director of the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic. So tell me a little bit about how long this has been going on and what brought it about. Um, this is our 32nd year with the Winter Sports Clinic. So we've been doing this a really long time, and we worked in recreation therapy and started out taking a small group of veterans up to our local resort at Powderhorn um, and just getting them out into adaptive sports to try and get them back and engaged in at activities that they love to do in their in their past. Obviously, there's been a lot of change to adaptive sport over that time. A lot of it very encouraging. W- tell me about some of that. You know, just the industry itself has just really changed. Um, in the beginning, they were the equipment that we had wasn't nearly as advanced as the equipment today. I mean, when we first went out, and we still have some of this equipment, really was like a sled, and um, the veterans used picks to kind of guide and steer down the mountain. I mean, now we've got skis on buckets that, you know, are really, you know, they've got shocks on them. It's just completely changed the industry. Much better ride, much easier to learn how to actually ski. You feel like you're literally skiing. So that's really, really improved. And in fact, um, we're piloting some new equipment this year that's not on the market yet, but um, is coming out, we hope, um, for veterans with much higher level injuries where they can actually, this particular unit, you can actually steer and ski with a joystick like you would on a wheelchair. So, or a sip and puff is also on it. So we're excited about the advances that the industry is making for the, for the disabled. These are all veterans taking part, people who were very active in their uh, lives before some sort of injury. There's got to be an excitement to watch people be able to do things again that they thought maybe they never would. It's incredibly exciting and rewarding and quite honestly humbling, I guess, as well. Um, you know, when, the, when a lot of the guys get here, especially our first-timers, we have 146 first-timers this year at the, at the clinic, and they're very nervous. I mean, some of them haven't even traveled since their injury. So getting on an airplane is, you know, makes them nervous. So it, it's really exciting to see them come in on day one and not really know what to expect and, and you know, be very, very nervous. And by Wednesday or Thursday, they just, they can't, they can't wait to come back already. So, you know, they're doing, they were signed up for a couple things to do and they're back at alternate activities, you know, filling up their whole slate for the week. It's just incredible. And, and it's also so rewarding because many of them come with a caregiver or family member, that sort of thing. And it's just, it's so impacting to all of them. You know, it's just, 
it's just a very life-changing moment to know that, you know, they came from where they really thought these types of things were not going to be possible, and now everything is possible. How many people are taking part, the athletes themselves, and then how many people does it take to facilitate all of these various uh, clinic activities? (laughs) Well, we have nearly 400 veterans in. Um, I don't have a count yet on caregivers, but, you know, a lot of caregivers. We have about 650 um, volunteers, and then we have over 200 sponsors who also volunteer and support the program financially. So we've probably probably got over 1,000 people here making this happen. One of those who took part in this year's clinic is Bud McElroy. Back for a third year, he's had to deal with serious physical injury twice. In 1993, the firefighter and Army reservist lost a leg in an auto accident. Fitted with a prosthetic, he figured out how to continue skiing, something he'd enjoyed. When he deployed to Iraq in 2003, though, the first amputee to serve in that war, he was seriously wounded in a firefight, suffering injuries that eventually led to serious spinal damage. I uh, had never skied sitting down. It was just one of those things. So they had uh, sent us out, got here. Uh, it was pretty impressive. Here you have veterans of, you know, going back to Korean War, Vietnam, and stuff like this. Everybody with their own disability, but everybody who had served one way or another in the military. I learned that skiing sitting down, you know, kind of fits me because I'm I'm typically lazy, and uh, (laughs) sitting down makes it a little bit easier for me. So You were always a very active person, I mean, throughout your entire life. You went into combat uh, in Iraq in 2003 with a prosthetic leg already. So you've led a very active life throughout. What did you find different from, say, your first winter sports clinic to the second? You know, from the first one, I went in not knowing what to expect. So you're kind of apprehensive on anything you go to. Um, So when I went to curling, I didn't know what to expect. I seen it on TV. I did it. Uh, it was great. So every little activity that you do, you become a little bit more custom. So the second year I went into it, it was like, okay, I know what's going to go on now. So I'm no longer guessing. And so it was a little bit easier. Um, it was a little bit easier to communicate with people because now you're seeing the same people again to a certain degree. Uh, you're rekindling friendships that you had made during the first one you know they got they got people here that have been here 30 years doing this thing and i'm on my third year so yeah it's it's pretty impressive and then you for some of the sports that they do have you want to change it up you want to do a little bit more so rather than just doing some simple things you want to expand it into some of the other activities that they have here and i'm guessing they have a coaching staff that can accommodate all those interests Exactly. Every time you go into a sport, it's like yesterday I went for uh, sled hockey. They had one of the guys that was on the sled hockey team at the U.S. Paralympic, the gold medal guys. So he showed up, you know, kind of helped us out. The coaching staffs that are there are a lot of volunteers, fantastic people. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard, hard for me to comprehend, you know, hundreds of volunteers all of a sudden saying, Yeah, let's just go out and help all these veterans. Another veteran finding help at the Winter Sports Clinic, Carrie Conway. I spent 11 years in the Air Force, five years active duty, four in the Reserve, two in the Guard. I fell off a cliff in Cuba during a search and recovery, then got shot down in Afghanistan. Both caused spinal cord injury and brain injury. 
And then when I got out in 2002, I was diagnosed with MS. I was depressed. I wasn't doing anything. And it seemed that for a while I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to do anything. I can't do the same thing that I used to do because I used to slalom, race skiing, every, you know, standing up. And then um, one of the recreational therapists was talking about how they teach people how to ski, whatever your ability is. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So I decided to do it. Here, what I'm learning to do is um, a four-track, which is where you stand up and they attach four skis to each other. And you have kind of like a walker where you're holding on to, and then they have two people, one person behind you, which is tethering, and two people on either side. And they show you and they guide you down the hill. Well, this is completely different because before... I would do the ski bike. It's fun. It's like a bike on skis. Sit down skis and stuff like that. This is like, they're like, oh, Carrie, let's try this. Come on, you can do this. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and so how many, how many runs have you made so far? Two, actually. I did two and I didn't fall, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's always the best start. What sort of speeds do you see people getting up to using that sort of equipment? Well, I don't know exactly the speed, but they look like they're going pretty fast, actually. <laughs> and they zip right down that mountain. Have, have you been there long enough to you know, get to know some of the other people taking part? Um, I've met a couple people that I knew from the National Veterans Wheelchair Games, which was really nice. And I've met a lot of new people, actually. Everybody's really nice, and we're all trying to help each other, so it's kind of nice. You see people, I guess, taking part, still Vietnam veterans... Uh, through yep. through people just very recently out of uh, the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. What's that intergenerational contact like? It's nice. Actually, our oldest guy is 92, so he's World War II. Wow. So, and he's on one of our the teams that I was on. Now, because of where it's held, you won't be surprised that skiing events, both Nordic and downhill, are a big offering. There are other challenges, though, too, one of them being a rock climbing wall. There's a hook. There's a hook. Specially adapted so someone with prosthetic arms and legs can use hook attachments to try to get to the top. There you go. Now, this was veteran Dave Riley, who lost both arms and both legs to disease, taking on the challenge. All right, Dave. And making it. A veteran from Salt Lake City was at the clinic for a second year, hoping to become a better skier. My name's Monty Montserrat, and I, uh, Served in the Army for about 10 years, uh, driving a truck. Monty's dealing with a degenerative disease that's stealing his eyesight. With this winter sports clinic last year, it came around right at the right time. I was just feeling kind of depressed, not doing a whole lot, pretty much just laying around the house, feeling sorry for myself. And then my physical therapist, Dana Geiger, called me and said, there's this thing here called the winter sports clinic going on. I was a little nervous at first, came over here last year and had a great time. In between from last year and this year, I've done a lot. I, uh, I went skiing a couple times, done uh, sled hockey, bowling, archery. You're from Salt Lake, so that's an area where there's a lot of you know mountain athletic activity. Was this uh -huh. something that you had done before you got into this uh, adaptive sports program in the Winter Sports Clinic, or was this something new? <laughs> Pretty much new. I had done it, but it was about 35 years ago. Right. So, and I'd only done it a few times back then. How did they get you up to speed? And I spent more time pumping my butt the first day than I did on the skis. So <laughs> I had a great time, but, but I, was, I was a little sore. I did good the day before yesterday. I went and skied, and I 
stayed upright the whole time, except for once when I was getting on the chair, <laughs> the lift chair. <laughs> but the slopes were okay. <laughs> yeah, I never fell down on the slopes. So how about the social experience? You're back for a second year. Have you run into people that you met last year? What's the, what's the sort of camaraderie experience there? It's nice. I've always been kind of shy, quiet, not a real talkative person, so this has helped a lot. The path that brought Army veteran Bill Eskridge to the clinic began when he was leading a platoon of Rangers during the 1983 invasion of Grenada. The helicopter pilot coming in behind me crashed into the helicopter I was getting out of, and rotor blade came off, the rear rotor in the Blackhawk came off and cut my leg off when I was down on the ground. Years of recovery followed at a time when prosthetics weren't what they are now. Still, he taught himself to ski in that time. Now, taking part in the winter sports clinic, he says instructors are having to help him unlearn some bad habits in order to make his skiing more efficient. What's he learned? Yeah, I use two flip skis. I take one, one leg off and don't use it and then just have one ski. Mm. Uh, when I cross-country ski, I, I wear a prosthetic, and it's more like a, a shuffle step as I'm cross-country skiing. So, but I'm going to try that tomorrow, too, because they have sleds and stuff now for uh, for the cross-country skiing. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to try that out. And they have biathlon. I'm really interested in that as well because I used to be on the rifle range quite a bit. The actual thing that I've had the most fun in since I have lost my leg, however, is sled hockey. And, and I kind of got into that because uh, when my son played hockey, that was one of the things that I couldn't do with him. Because uh, I just, I, I can't put, you know, regular ice skates on and get out on the ice. It just doesn't work. And uh, and they really didn't have the sled hockey stuff back at the time. Well, now i got a grandson. He lives in Denver. And he is, uh, his name's Tice. And he's uh, he is quite the little skater, okay? Four years old. I'm just hoping I can keep up with him. But uh, <laughs> we got, we sort of got into the sled hockey stuff because I wanted to get on the ice and skate with him. And uh, found out that I just really enjoy the heck out of it. It's probably, like I said, the most fun I've had since I lost my leg. Teresa Parks, who's with the VA, directs the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic. I noticed that scuba diving is one of the events. It's not something you would typically think of related to a uh, winter sports clinic. How did that get into the mix? Well, you know, I have to tell you, we have a lot of veterans here. We're the largest adaptive ski program in the world. And so we've got 206 adaptive instructors this year, which is phenomenal. But, you know, when you're when they're not skiing, we really try to expose them to some things. We have a lot of veterans that come from areas that skiing's not an option to do for them unless they go somewhere. So we try to introduce a lot of things that they can take home and get engaged in their own communities. And so we do an introduction to, a, to scuba diving in the, in the pool here locally. And I have to tell you, for some of the guys that have really limited mobility, getting in the water is just, you know, I mean, their bodies feel great when they can get in the water. So we've had several get certified in scuba diving, and now they do it on their own. And so it's just, you know, an opportunity for us to kind of introduce some things. And, and again, most of these guys are military, so many, many used to do that. So it's really, you know, it's exciting to get to offer some different things that they can do when they go home. We've mentioned the intergenerational contact at these clinics with injured veterans from World War II to present taking part. Dave Nichols says the learning between older vets and younger goes both ways. Dave lost both legs when his army unit in Vietnam was ambushed in 1970. Since then, he's become pretty accomplished at adaptive skiing and now taken part in 17 of the winter sports clinics. I'm guessing that you're spending time with younger veterans 
who have less experience skiing and are newer to their uh, dealing with their injury. Yeah. Uh, what's that like? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I don't force myself on anybody, obviously, you know, because I'm, I'm, but, you know, if there's any questions, we, we, a lot of times we're swapping ideas, you know, because the younger veterans are probably more savvy with the uh, technology than I am. I'm still wearing a lot of the old technology. I still like the straps. I don't like the pins. I don't, you know, they're big. They're, they know their stuff. And uh, like the first 30 years of my life, after I got injured, I never wore shorts. These guys, they wear shorts and like, you know, they let it hang out. And so I started wearing shorts. So I mean, there's a lot of give and take. And, and you know, so I, I don't consider myself really a mentor, but a, uh, a guy you can exchange ideas with. So what do you hope to do uh, this year that's, that would be different and new? Well, I enjoy cross-country skiing, and uh, they have this, uh, this event that you, you ski up to this ho- uh, up to a restaurant. It's like a really nice restaurant and then uh, you eat a great dinner and then you ski back and I like to cross country ski I'm not as technical as I am with Alpine but it's I always call it it's fun with an effort. Bill Kaywood who also lost a leg in Vietnam says he always leaves these clinics energized. I've been back a few years and it's uh, very exciting to see all the younger vets out here and watch their uh, enthusiasm and excitement as they go through this you start thinking more about what you can do instead of what you can't do. Again, clinic director Teresa Parks. So many people can give back. You know, it's such a great opportunity here to give back, whether it's, you know, from a volunteer perspective or financial donation, or to tell your neighbor that you heard about this, who you think could benefit from coming. Uh, It's hard to put into words what this event does, but, and it seems like a cliche, but it's so life-changing. And so I guess i just like to get the word out and touch as many people that could benefit from this type of program as we can. Teresa Parks of the Department of Veterans Affairs. She's director of the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic, the largest rehabilitative event of its kind in the world. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.